Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Way Up Podcast with your host, Jeff Knoll. In this week's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Gwen Foster. Gwen was born in the Philippines and currently lives in Italy. She is a success coach and a content creator. Gwen believes that everyone has the ability to achieve greatness and she can help you tap into your unlimited potential so you can live the life you've always dreamed about. The Way Up Podcast is sponsored by me. I'm a real estate broker in the state of Missouri, and I believe that this message is worth my investment. Stay with us to the end. I know that you won't be disappointed. Hey, I am so excited to be with my friend, Gwen Foster. Now, Gwen is a content creator. She is a success coach. We're on a similar journey. We're, we're both putting out positive content, trying to help the people around us. We stumbled upon our uh, each other's material. She reached out, sent me a message, and here we are. We're we're doing this together. Gwen is from Colorado. I think you're you're in Italy, living there right now. Is that correct? Perfect. Well, Gwen, go ahead and share a little bit about yourself and really what what you're doing, what your purpose is. So first, I would like to thank you for inviting me in your podcast, and I'm really honored to be here and just to share this message with you. And so in the past few years, I've been so fascinated in understanding what drives people to be successful. And by success, I mean, how does one go from earning a five-figure income to six, seven, and above? Why is it that I can take two people and put them in the same course, the same program, and in a year later, one person comes out rocking and the other person can barely get any client? If success is solely about learning technical skills, then technically both people should succeed equally. But that's never the case, is it? And we see this all the time. So what is this invisible force that seems to stop people from succeeding that separates the average from the top performers? And what makes Michael Jordan Michael Jordan? And that's what I want to explore with you today. But before I dive in, I want to take a little step back and tell you a little bit more about myself and my background. So when we spoke over the phone, I told you I was from Colorado, but I actually moved there when I was 18. I grew up in a small village in the south of Philippines where we lived in poverty. My father was a meth head and he not only spent every last of our penny to buy drugs, but he also kept trying to kill us because he would get so high and he would start to hallucinate and think that we were skeletons. And so one day he would get his grenade and he would, he was about to explode all of us. But luckily my grandpa stopped him on time. And I remember I was always so hungry because food was pretty scarce from where I was. And my sister and I would always sneak up to our neighbor's house our neighbor's backyard, sorry, and climb up to their mango tree and steal some of their mangoes just to have something to eat. So I grew up with a mentality of scarcity. There was never enough money or food to go around. 
And that's the first invisible force that I want to explore with you. Your own paradigm, that is the main contributor to whether you're going to be successful or not. And paradigm is a set of beliefs, um, um, how you think, how you behave, it's what you identified with. And life is only going to take you as far as your beliefs allow you to. Yeah, it's really it's really powerful how what you believe actually takes root in your life, isn't it? It if if you believe that you are able or capable of doing something, that is what dictates what you do, not not what what actually you could physically do. What you believe is what makes it possible. Exactly. Exactly. And so if I have a belief that there's never enough money to go around like I had, I will always find myself in that situation where I don't have enough. And let's say that I made an extra 10 grand. And because I believe that there's not enough and in my subconscious mind, even though I'm not physically aware of it, I would look at my bank account. And the first thing that would come to my mind would be, oh, I have 10 grand. What can I buy next? You know, instead of looking at that and see what can I invest. But since I have this subconscious belief that I don't have enough, I'm always going to find myself in that situation. And I would start to spend the money carelessly until I find myself there again. I don't have enough. When it's all gone, I would think back and say, wait, a month ago, I had 10 grand. What the hell happened? And I'm sure you know, you've noticed that in other areas of your life that you, your belief became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. And so thus the cycle just keeps repeating itself until we change our paradigm. If you want your external circumstances to be any different, we first have to change from within and only then our physical reality would change. If we try to change our current results without changing the inside, even if you succeed a little bit, you would self-sabotage because there's a saying, us above, so below, as within, so without. It means that your current reality right now is a reflection of your internal reality. But the good news is that we can always change our beliefs, our thought patterns, our behaviors. And as a result, it will change our reality. So what you're saying um, absolutely resonates. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this this resonates with me. I, I grew up in a somewhat poverty. My dad was a preacher, which wasn't a big paying thing. Not Not the same situation, but we didn't have a lot. We weren't starving. We weren't. We had food in the house. But I had this mentality of, of similar to you, like just survival mode more so than, than getting ahead. I I had a question for you from what you're saying. When, at what point in your life did you start to realize, Hey, this doesn't have to be this way. I can, I can create my future. What, what age do you think you were? Was there a turning point? Was there something that happened that made you realize, I'm not going to live like this anymore. This isn't how I have to continue. Yeah. So 
I guess that would be around 22 when I met my husband. He has a completely different mindset. He grew up in a completely different environment as I was. He was nurtured. He was loved. He was cared for. And he implanted in me his own beliefs that it doesn't always have to be like that. Things can change. You can build your future for your own as you want. It's your choice. The life is in your hands. And that's when I start to understand things. And that's when I start to explore the idea of self, all this, what we're talking right now. I guess that would be the answer to your question around 22. And he completely changed my beliefs to I'm never going to get out of this situation. This is my whole life too. I am the controller of my life and I own my life. And I guess that's what needs to happen for most people is to just have that one realization that things can change if you want to. You have the power within you to change it. As for you, when did you realize that you no longer have to live in poverty or in that lack mindset. You know, I I feel like I stayed in that for a lot of my adult life even. I grew up as a kid. I, I, I maintained that. I went and I just struggled. I lived paycheck to paycheck. I, I would hear people say stuff like this, like what you're saying. And I'd be like, well, that's mm. great. If I had the $10,000 in the bank account, that would be cool. That would be an opportunity that I don't have. And like, that's a limiting thought right there in and of itself is, yeah, wouldn't it be nice if I was dropped into the life of success where I have these things? But the truth is I had a job. I was, I was making money. I could have been wiser with the way that I spent it. I just, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know. And it's, it's not that people weren't telling me. I had this belief that if I'm going to have enough, I've got to I've got to do what I'm going to do. The outcome of that was me staying broke really for several years of my life. So I was probably I was probably in my early to mid 30s before I had a realization that this isn't how it has to be. Yeah. But it's life changing. Well, that's yeah, exactly. You know, once you realize that it's like being born again. You have a whole, a completely different view of the reality. And so our beliefs are simply the meaning we give our past experience. If I believe that there's not enough money to go around, that's just the opinion I gave my past experience. But we often think that our beliefs are facts about the reality and they can't be changed. But that's not true because beliefs constantly change. And this is how our beliefs work. Let's say that in first grade, I have a teacher that tells me I'm not good in math. And every time I would repeat that scenario in my head, the belief becomes stronger. And when I have to learn algebra, I would say to myself, I'm not good in math. And so I wouldn't even put the same amount of effort and Because that's what I believed in. I would say, what's the point? I'm not good at it. And that's what I meant by life is only going to take you as far as your beliefs allows you to. 
And now going back to the story about my past, when my dad was put in jail, that's when we managed to run away. When we ran away, my mom had to take care of five kids because there were five of us. And so single mother in Philippines, there's not much she could do. And so she decided to work as a maid. And when she would work at these huge houses, she would start to daydream that she herself has this huge house and that there's a huge palm trees outside her house and that she didn't have to work as a maid anymore. And sometimes she would get so deep in her daydream that the owner of the house would scream at her to go back to work because she's there, you know. Sitting in, in her their hot tub, <laughs> sipping a martini. <laughs> like, hey, can you get me something? I'm uh, I'm over here. I got this. I got, I'm holding this down. <laughs> Exactly. And so she would do this every time she would go to work. She's not the best worker, but at the same time, she built this reality in her head that funny thing, it was 10 years later, that reality, that imagination became her reality. And that's the second invisible force that I want to talk to you about is the law of attraction. She attracted that life that she imagined, that huge house that she imagined 10 years ago, she now has it. And the palm tree, when she walks outside her house, she would see the palm tree. And it's quite funny how accurate it is. Just by thought alone, we can create our reality. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to put in the work for it but it means that it's kind of like a fuel for a mind to keep going to the towards our goal yeah, have it you gives had you a direction experiences exactly have you had any experiences with law of attraction anything of that sort absolutely so actually the beginning of last year and i i sell real estate but in the beginning of last year i I wrote out all of my goals. I was very adamant about every morning when I'd get up, I'd get up and I'd read through my goals and I would just imagine, think, hey, thank you, God, for giving me this, for making this happen. Like, thank you that this is already part of my life. I didn't hit my goal exactly, but I I did way better than I have in any prior year. And I, I just, I stacked stuff up. I was a number of things on my list did happen and it was incredible. Like there's a lot of power in having that clear focus and direction. It, it keeps you motivated. You know, if you know, this is where you're going, well, what do I have to do to course correct throughout, throughout my day? This is where exactly. I'm going. So it, it kind of weeds out some of the distractions that, that would normally mm -hmm. pull you away. I completely agree. And I think that if we don't have a goal set out, it's like going to the airport and not knowing where you want to go. And so you take your ride at a random plane. And when you land in Africa, you get pissed off because you say, this is not where I want to go, but somehow I ended up here. 
And that's what exactly happens to most people is that they don't plan where they want to go. They just let life take them there. But then they get mad when they realize that this is not where I want to be. I want to be a completely different place. But just because you didn't plan it out, life is going to take you all over the place. So like you said, it's really important and it, it really keeps your focus if you set out a goal and work towards it. It's like um, a sniper, you know, you just focus on the goal without any distraction and anything aside from that, it just kind of falls off its place. Have you have you heard of Les Brown, his motivational speaker? Okay, so yeah, me too. (laughs) Les Brown, he talked about wherever you're at today in life, at some point prior to today, you made an appointment to be there. You you scheduled an appointment. So that is um, just the point of you have to take complete responsibility for where you're at. That's what I think a lot of people really struggle to do. They they are man, I'm broke. I don't have, I don't have any money or I'm at least not in the situation that I would like to be in, but they are looking at all these external things and blaming other people, other things, other reasons. I mean, you, you have as much reason as anybody that you could blame your dad for to, to never do anything with your life. You know what? I, this is the rough upbringing that I had. You know, I didn't have the opportunities that other people did. So that's why I never did anything. But that's not your story. You you made a different story for yourself. Exactly. So, you know, just owning your responsibility. And I, I have this conversation with my son. I have a 14-year-old son. And this is a pretty common thing because it's normal. A kid is going to blame other people. Oh, this person did this. And that's why I did what I did. Well, no, you have control over what you do. You are the only person that has control over what you actually do. I can tell you to do something, but unless you do it, you're responsible. Like you have to take responsibility. So that is uh it's powerful. If you own that, the the cool thing is even if you're not in a position that you want to be in, you can change it because you have control to change it. It's up to you. Yeah. You're like the driver of your life at that point. You're no longer blaming your external circumstances for where you are today. Instead, you can just take whatever situation you have and turn it into something that you want. And so it's very powerful to understand that because you're no longer living as a victim, but as someone who is in control, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I guess the other stuff I want to discuss is the law of cause and effect. By that, I mean, every action has an equal and opposite reaction that you and I have a YouTube channel and that's a cause that we started is to start a YouTube channel. And as an effect, we would have viewers coming into it. But since we started a few months ago, we're not going to see a lot of effects right now. It's going to take a few, year, um, 
few months, maybe a few years to build up and really start seeing the fruits of our efforts. And success is the same way. Sometimes we think that if I put a lot of effort right now, I'm going to get result tomorrow. But that's never the case, you know. It takes time. It takes momentum. And because most of us don't see results today or the next day, we give up on what we're trying to achieve. We tell ourselves, it's not worth our time. Maybe I'm not doing this right, or maybe I chose the wrong business or the wrong activity to do, instead of understanding that the law of cause and effect states that your actions today will have little to no effect in the near future. However, if you repeat the same actions over and over again, then you would see an exponential increase in the result that you're going to get. But that's going to be later on. That's going to be after you put in all this effort, all this time to become better, to grow and to create this exponential result for yourself. And I guess that's what I try to remind myself every day when I make YouTube videos, because I would see little views and I would tell myself, what am I spending all this time for, you know, taking videos, editing? It's a lot of work. It but is work. Then, it is work. Yeah. <laughs> and Fortunately, I, I kind of enjoy the video editing, but man alive, it's time consuming. It takes yeah. so much time. Um, let me ask you this, because the the podcast for me, I have just made a men's with myself of even if nobody else was to watch i'm i'm gaining value from mm -hmm. having these conversations with people like you with all of these people with diverse backgrounds and they are accomplishing things and and it's not always about money like it's you know if they're successful in their marriage if they're successful parenting yeah. Those those things attribute greatly to being successful in life and having a happy life. So, um, you know, I'm gaining value from every single episode. So that is what makes this more worth it for me because, you know, I I don't see a ton of views on them. There's there's some the the YouTube Shorts has been really cool. Thanks for that tip. I appreciate that advice because holy mm -hmm. crap put some of them up and they're like overnight get 12 or 1600 views. I'm like, wow, right. <laughs> that's cool. Didn't know. Like I'm not getting those numbers on the other podcasts, which long form, not everybody's going to sit down and watch a 30 or 40 minute video. They just won't, yeah. but yeah. that's okay. Some people will. And if somebody can, can pull value out of it and it makes their life better, this is worth it for me. It's worth it. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's a very valid point. Uh, weight loss is the same way. How many people January 1st, the gyms are all cram packed full of people that are, are going to lose the 30 pounds that they gained in the last couple of years. And by February, they're down to like 20% of the people that were there January 1st, everybody's, everybody's built out because they haven't already lost those 30 pounds. But it doesn't happen that way. It's it's a process. 
doing the right thing over and over and over again, even if it's a small measure, it, it makes a big difference over time. Definitely. Do you have any questions for me? I know we've only, we've talked once on the phone. Um, we've chatted back and forth a little bit through messenger, but did you have any questions for me that, that you think would be beneficial for listeners? Um, Huh. Can't think of any right now. Would you like to know how many quarters I can fit into my belly button? Because it's about a dollar seventy-five. Just, just so you know. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good way to make a dollar seventy-five too. Because people usually don't want their quarters back after you put them in the in your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gwen, I greatly appreciate having you on the podcast. I am absolutely going to continue following your your content that you're putting out. Um, I'm going to share a link in the description so that other people can also follow your content. All right, Gwen. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Let's stay in touch.